Time to talk about Angel, isn't it? <laughs> um, I have had uh, a lot of questions about her um, for a long time, uh, especially since I released uh, Do a Sex Machina last year. Um, I, I found it very difficult to... Um, to talk about but I feel I feel okay with it now so we're gonna do that um so yeah let's talk about Angel I met her at Village in London, um, which, uh, for those that don't know, is um, an LGBT venue in London. Um, it has quite a few different spaces, but I met her in a kind of more relaxed, quiet, sort of cafe bar thingy, <laughs> where it's a bit more chill. Um, I've been up in town writing, as I used to do before all this um the virus and that so I, I would just go up and just walk around writing stuff and I go for a couple of drinks maybe grab dinner and then just go home um so I went in and she was with some of her friends uh according to her she'd been dragged out to go out with them <laughs> um what I didn't know uh when we first met was that she wasn't actually out to many people it was mainly just her friends um 
uh, you know, a select few friends that she, um, that she knew, um, in the community that, that knew that she was a lesbian, nobody else really knew, um, she, she had been divorced, um, but she'd never really opened up to her, to her family, uh, to her daughter or anybody about that. Um, which is why, um, when I write about her, when I talk about her, I am really quite, um, careful not to give away too many details, um, because I want to be respectful of the fact that, you know, it was her, it was her thing. If she wanted to tell people, she could tell people, you know, in her own time and it's not my place to just sort of blurt that out to everybody, you know, so, um, so, <laughs> so I, I know that some people, they have tried to guess who she is, um, I can say with very much certainty that you're all pretty much wrong. It is not anyone you have ever seen. Uh, she's not anyone you've ever seen on my social media uh, or pictures of, of me with anybody. She's not any of those people um, because I've never posted any pictures of us because of this exact reason. Um, and I, I won't do that in the future. So there we are. <laughs> if you're guessing who she is, you're probably wrong. Um, <clears throat> so there I was. There she was. And um, I was uh, I was just sat there with my notebooks and a cider because I'm a cheap queen. And um, I could see that she was looking at me. And obviously that made me want to look at her. So I'm looking at her, she's looking at me, but we're both not saying anything or doing anything because, you know, <laughs> awkwardness. <laughs> and then one of her friends comes over and says, you know, my, my friend, um, my friend just wanted to know uh, if, if you wanted to sit with us. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right then, so I go over and we um, we have a couple more drinks and we just talk. Um, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was kind of, it was kind of weird because they all kept, um, they all kept talking about my age and they were saying, oh, she's, you're so young. We, you know, we always see young people here. There's never anyone our age. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm kind of really into things that I'm allegedly too young for. So that's not an issue for me. Um, <laughs> um, because they were kind of, uh, sort of around around their 40s, let's just say that, um, and, and they were remarking about how they only ever saw young people here and, and, and all that, which is true, a lot of the LGBT spaces in London, and I imagine in most places, 
really do for the most part cater to younger people there's not a lot really for people that don't want to be all stuck together dancing to house music um village is one of the only places that that caters to people of all ages rather than young people and that's only in certain parts of it so <laughs> maybe maybe that's a thought for lgbt organizers you know older lgbt people exist you guys anyways uh <laughs> but me and me and angel we got talking and um we just we had a lot in common you know we both love books uh she was very interested when i of course as i always do humbly dropped in oh i write things <laughs> and so she's very interested in that um we uh we both like kind of movies and music and things you know normal human things <laughs> and we just we just talked for ages and it was like I just got completely lost in it and I didn't even realize that we'd been talking so long and it got so late and I thought oh my god wow fuck <laughs> um and then as I was leaving she asked if she could see me again and I said yes all right then cool uh this was uh <laughs> Only the, the second time that I would be uh, going out with a woman. Um, and there is a, a reason for that. <laughs> um, well, sort of. It can be very hard to meet other women. Because... Um, <sighs> Especially if you're someone like me, I am not the type to approach other people. They have to approach me or it's not going to go anywhere because I can't. I'm just so bloody shy. And I know that makes no sense because I sit, you know, on the internet week in, week out, just telling people about my actual life. But, you know, and spilling all my personal details. But in real life like day to day I, I you know the idea of going up to someone and talking to them is terrifying to me so I just don't do it um so meeting people in person you know going up to someone at a, you know in a pub or something off the table couldn't do it um <laughs> I have seen plenty of beautiful women in my time that I would have liked to go out with but I just could never find it within myself to go and speak to them um I think part of that stems from how annoying I find it when men do that to me and when men come up to me and so I uh, there's a part of me that says to myself don't do that to that woman she probably she's not in the mood for it she probably just wants to go where she's going leave her alone and so it's like I'm sabotaging myself um but you know maybe it's right I you know me personally I I don't often go out with someone if they come up and they ask me like that this is one of the rare occasions where I did but I for the most part I wouldn't so I don't do it to other women but anyway um but also uh, you know with things like online dating it can be a bit difficult because um you know a lot of the time when you filter it to to look for women a lot of the time you get couples which is not what I'm looking for I am not going to be some third person 
<laughs> if you're gonna be with me, I I will have your undivided attention, or I don't want anything to do with you. To be quite honest, um, or um, or there are just solo women. But even online, I find approaching them a bit scary because I'm like, oh, what if she finds me annoying? Oh my god, what if I? What, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> uh, and sometimes, even when I do get up the nerve to actually say something, I mean, this doesn't always happen, and I really want to stress that because it's important there aren't misconceptions. But there are some uh, some women uh, who as a point of principle do not want to go out with bisexual women because they think badly of us again that's not all women but i think the fact that i and many other bisexual women have experienced that kind of puts me off the idea of approaching women even in an online setting because i'm like what if i get another one of those who thinks that i'm like infected with men or like prone to cheating or whatever i don't think i can take that it hurts my feelings when they say it so i'm just gonna not approach anybody so it's 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 difficult to find women really uh i I just sort of wait for them to come to me and hope for the best um so she was the the second one but i would say she was probably my first proper girlfriend because the other girl we had a connection and there was emotion there but she was never really like there there because I feel like she felt very much like she wasn't a girl that was into girls I think she just saw it as kind of fun and experimentation and shit like that whereas I was actually looking for something real and (laughs) um so that obviously didn't really go to a place I would have liked so I wouldn't really consider that to be a proper relationship whereas with Angel it was like a real um a real relationship so um so it was very exciting and I was like okay we're doing this yes we went for Italian uh like for dinner the first time we went out I don't normally like going out for dinner for like first dates or any date really um (laughs) uh because multiple things because of my fussy eating i know i get annoying to people because they're like why can't you just pick something from the menu damn um but also like i just i don't know i just get like weird anxiety about it but um but she she said she really wanted to take me to this place because it's really great and i'd really like it and she said she picked it because I mentioned at some point when we were having drinks about how I really like pasta. And so she said, well, I'll take you to this place. I do great pasta. You'll love it. So I'm like, okay. So we went and I was a bit late as usual because I'm late to everything. And (laughs) I was like stood outside and I could see her through the window. And she was like checking her phone and then she texts me 
And then she rings me. And I'm, I'm literally watching her do this. And I'm thinking, oh my God, just go in. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so I go in. And I'm like, sorry, I got lost. Which is believable, really, if you know me. And <laughs> but it was really great, actually. At first, I had a bit of menu anxiety, but we figured it out in the end and I was able to just get my pasta and pesto. Um, and <laughs> I think she was a bit disappointed with that, actually. I think she thought I'd get something fancy, but I ended up just getting what I like, something I eat like several times a week. <laughs> But to be fair, the risk for me was allowing someone that wasn't me to cook it. So I feel like I still took risks that day. So I can't be blamed or criticised. Thank you very much. Um, so it was great. We just talked and got to know each other more. And, and that was when she told me that she had never really... Um, been public about um her identity and I said well that's fine it's your life you know I get it I understand ah uh, and um I I think about that a lot about that dinner it's a very special time I felt very happy that day um, and we, we stayed a bit later, had some drinks, um, and she walked me to the station, and then we kissed, and it felt really fucking magic, and I was like, Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> In terms of what went wrong, I think it was... I think it was just one of those things where we were supposed to meet and we were supposed to be in each other's lives, but I don't think we were supposed to stay together you know, um, we weren't supposed to be, uh, you know, that just wasn't what fate had planned, you know, um, I remember we we talked about um, going to Pride in London together. And I said to her, look, even if you don't want to go and tell people, hey, everyone, I'm a lesbian, like, you could just go. Because, like, straight people go all the time. You don't have to tell them that I'm your girlfriend. You don't have to do any of that. Um, we don't even have to get there together. 
<laughs> we could just pretend like we bumped into each other and we're friends or something, you know, gal pals, so to speak. Um, you know, two besties having a lovely day out at the at the rainbow parade, whatever. Um, and, and initially, we we did plan to do that, but then she she said she couldn't and I said okay all right fine so I went by myself and I wrote something about that actually uh I mean I I don't know if it hurt my feelings because it was something we planned to do and then she changed her mind or if there was a part of me that felt sad that she never told anyone about me and I kind of felt like like a dirty secret you know or something that she was ashamed of and when I was kind of locked in those feelings, it was very hard to look outside of myself and say, she's not, she's not ashamed of you. She's not afraid of the idea of being in a committed relationship with you. She is just from a generation that was taught that being a lesbian is wrong. And she's having a harder time coming to terms with it than you did. You know, because I had trouble coming to terms with being, you know, being bisexual myself. But it would have been even harder for her. Because for her generation, it was even harder. Um, and there was even more prejudice. Pre prejudice? Am I saying that right? Probably. Uh, there's even more, that word, against LGBT people than there was for my generation. Um, so it would have been even harder for her. You know, she ended up married to a man because the idea of, of coming out was so scary to her. Um... So, looking back, I do feel that I, I was kind of being a brat about that. I was being a bit selfish. I was making her conflicting feelings about myself. Because I know that she loved me. And I loved her. It wasn't that she didn't love me. It was that she was... She was afraid of, you know, what her family would think. Her her neighbours, her friends that weren't already aware of her identity. That's a big thing, especially when you get further along in your life. When you're, when you're someone like me 
who came to terms with it, accepted it and publicly discussed it at a younger age, you're in a much easier position than somebody who is only able to talk about it later in life. And I I do wish I would have recognised that and not taken it so personally because we did argue about that a lot. Um, it wasn't just that she wouldn't come to that. Um, to that with me, it was, you know me wanting to do normal stuff like posting pictures of us together and you know having her meet my friends and you know meeting her you know friends outside of the few that I could meet because they knew uh, meeting her family and stuff like that I, I wish I could have just tried to see it more from her perspective and been less selfish because I feel that I was um, ruining the time we had left um, by doing that. Um, so, we stayed together for, for quite a few months. Um, and then we split up, um, and I sort of moped around for a bit and got sad, um, and then she called me a couple of months later, um, and... She told me that she wanted to see me. So I said, okay. And I went and I met with her. We went for coffee. I, as expected, had a juvenile drink because I don't drink grown-up stuff when it's not alcoholic. Um, and she told me that she was uh she was ill i said i said what do you mean and uh and she explained and she said that um She said that I'd made her happy. And I said that she made me happy too. Um, it was... It was the... Um, It was one of the first times I really had to confront mortality as a thing because, you know, I just go around the world thinking everything lasts forever and everyone lasts forever and then she sat in front of me telling me 
no we don't sometimes we get sick and sometimes we realize we've only got a little bit of time left and um that was hard to um to accept because you start thinking you know why why you why is this happening to you you're you're too good for this you know you don't deserve this you're you're kind and you're sweet and you're beautiful and and I thought I let go of you but now I'm sitting here and I'm realizing that this whole time I've been holding on to you and now you're telling me that at some point in the future I'm gonna have to let go forever and I don't know that I can do that um We um we went out a, a couple more times just, you know, to go out and get dinner. Um, to go out and get drinks and stuff like that. Um but then uh her daughter moved back to um help her, you know, with stuff and she she still didn't she didn't feel ready to have that conversation with her so I said okay I understand and I think that was the point when I really did because I realised that if I I truly love her then I have to let her have this time I have to let her go through this and not have to have the extra weight of having to explain everything and, and deal with all that I have to let her do this in her own way on her own terms and if that doesn't include me I have to be okay with that because I love her. And it doesn't mean that she loves me any less. It just means that she has she has a little bit of time left with her child and she loves me in a way that is too complicated to explain because you don't know how people are going to react to that shit, you know. And she just wants a little time with her while she can. And I'm not going to take that away from her because of my selfish need to be validated and recognised and whatever. So... So I, I said, okay. 
and then that was that. Uh, a couple of months later, um, one of the friends that had uh, <laughs> played a part in introducing us um, let me know that that um that she was gone um and i i tried to remember that there had been so much happiness between us And that that was what was important. 